0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. What do you share on a day like today? Many things. Many things I could share. I am going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Can I just say, and and maybe it's a show of solidarity, so maybe none of you will want to move, but there are a couple of spare seats. There's one there, there's one there. There's three over there. There's one there, there's one there. So if your bottom's sore, there's probably five, six opportunities to grab a chair. There's one. Anyone else want to do it now? Just do it now. Just do it now. Pregnant lady? Come on. Really? Four ladies stood up when I said "pregnant." What's going on? What kind of youth group is this? (laughs) To clear up any confusion, there was just one married person who was pregnant. There's still three chairs. Nikki, you want to sit? You want to? Look at you. you! You look so uncomfortable. Grab a chair. Grab a chair. You look so uncomfortable. You can't you can't sit like this the whole time, you can't All right, I've offered. One Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse thirteen says this Now these three remain Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. Life is so complex and there's lots of things to deal with in life. And Paul, as he was penning this letter to the Corinthian church, was trying to encapsulate what, what does the Christian life consist of? If I had to narrow it down, if I had to get it down to three things, what are the three most important things that summarise the Christian life? And this is what he came up with. Faith, hope, and love. And and he went further and said, You know, if I had to get the three down to one, what would be the greatest? And he came up with this conclusion that love was the greatest. These are three ingredients of the Christian life faith, hope, and love. And they are three things that are inseparable. Much like when you've finished baking a cake, there's lots of ingredients. But when you finish finished baking it, they become one. You can't take the egg out of the cake once the cake is made. They've become intrinsically one. And Paul is saying our, our Christian walk, our Christian life involves three ingredients that are so intrinsically linked, they become one. What does the Christian life consist of? Faith, hope, and love. I wanna very quickly talk about those three things today. Talk about a faith that believes, a hope that endures, and a love that gives. A faith that believes, a hope that endures and a love that gives. Number one, faith believes. See, faith is more than believing in God. You can believe that a person exists. You can believe in them. Yes, I I can see them. I believe they exist, but not believe what they say. It's more than... Believing in them. Faith is more than believing in God. It's more than believing about God. You can learn all about God but still not believe Him. You can learn every and each attribute of God that He's omniscient, He's omnipresent, all these other big words, and yet still not believe Him. Faith in its purest, simplest form is simply believing God. It's a total trust that what God said is true. In Romans chapter 4, in verse 20, it says Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded That God had given him the power to do what he had promised. Question this morning is Do you believe God? Do you believe his word? Whether we believe his word or not really comes down to whether we trust the integrity of God. It comes down to can God's word be trusted? Lisa told us she'd be here this morning. And you know what? I just believed her. I had faith that she would be here because she said she would. My faith was not blind. It was based upon her integrity. She's a woman of a word. She said she'd be here. That's why she's here. This is not a blind faith I'm talking about. This is a faith that is birthed in the integrity of God. And that's why it's God's Word that comes under scrutiny. Even back in the Garden of Eden, it was the enemy that questioned the Word of God. It was that serpent that said, did God really say? Trying to cause question around the integrity of God. And Adam looked at the apple and said, well, the apple does look good. And he got distracted by the good-looking apple. Beware of the good-looking apple. And you're gonna hear, did God really say? And we need to allow our faith to rise at this time. Not a blind faith, but a faith that is based in the integrity of God's Word. So many promises in the Old Testament so many things spoken about the birth of Jesus hundreds of years before and each and every one of them came to pass. Amazing, amazing clarity in the Word of God and it came to pass, such is the integrity of God's Word. And if He's been faithful in the past to be faithful in the future. And so when God says for us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, I believe it based upon the integrity of God's Word. We have a, fo- a hope for our future. We have an eternal hope. Not based upon a blind faith, but based upon the integrity of a God who does not lie. And if I can place my trust in Lisa being here this morning, how much more can I place my trust and faith that God will indeed honour His Word? Faith believes. Hope endures. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17, it says, God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did that so by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. A lot of people in this world today do not have hope. But for the believer, we have a hope it's a hope that knows in Hebrews chapter eleven verse one it says faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see see there's a lot of people and, and including some Christians that confuse hope with wishful thinking wishful thinking is Unsure. Wistful thinking is uncertain. Wishful thinking goes something like this. I, I hope she likes me. We've got some young men in this church right now that have their eye on certain young girls and in their heart they're saying, oh, I, I hope she likes me but they're not sure. They're not certain. They're not convinced. It's wishful thinking. Some of you are thinking, who's he talking about? I'm looking at them. That's wishful thinking. But hope is certain. See, when you know something, it gives you hope. When you know something, when you know the girl likes you, that's what gives you hope. When I went up to my wife, then girlfriend, and asked her out, I knew she liked me. I wasn't wishful thinking. It was not wishful thinking in asking her out. I knew she already liked me. I did my homework. And so full of confidence and hope in my heart, I asked her out, knowing she'd say yes, because I knew. Like I knew, like I knew, like I knew she liked me. Wasn't wishful thinking. This hope we have is not wishful thinking. We have hope because of the security that we have in Him. And it's this hope that's an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. An anchor. Is a heavy object attached to a rope or chain and used to moor a vessel at the bottom of a sea so that it does not drift with the currents. It's that anchor that holds the vessel in place. And it's this hope that we have as a firm, secure foundation that is what holds us In times like these, when there's a recession, it's hope that holds us, knowing that it'll be all right. When there's opposition, there's hope that holds us. And when there's tragedy, like we are facing now. The pain, it's hope that we have as a sure foundation. And it's this hope we have as an anchor of our soul that stops us drifting. Don't drift. Allow your hope to be firmly planted in the Word of God. And when we feel like giving up, And when we feel like giving in, and when the grief feels like it's overwhelming us, and that all happens, we go back to the word and we hold on. And it stops us drifting, it's firm, it's secure. It's okay to acknowledge your pain and your realities. The Bible says, speaking of an old man by the name of Abraham, said he faced the facts that his body was as good as dead. It's okay to face the facts. But then it goes on to say, there's a comma. Do not put a full stop there. Do not just face the facts, full stop. Put a comma. He faced the facts that His body was good as dead, which means, honey, I'm old. Honey, you're old. Honey, we haven't got it anymore. Honey, we're in trouble, comma, but God. Abraham faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, but he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God. Comma. He was fully persuaded that God had the power to do that which he had promised. God had the power to do that which he had promised. He had hope because his soul was connected to the God of hope. Just like when I went up to Kath, knowing she liked me, I had hope in asking her out. wasn't wishful thinking. We have hope in our heart to keep going on and to endure the pain and to endure the opposition and to endure the recessions or whatever else that comes your way over the years. It's this hope we have that holds us. Don't drift. Stand firm. The writer of Hebrews says in chapter 10, verse 32, remember those earlier days. After you'd received the light when you stood your ground in the great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed, insulted and persecuted. At other times you stood side by side with those who were being so treated. You sympathised with those in prison. You joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possession. The writer of Hebrews goes on to say, so do not. I say, do not. Yes. He says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be. Can you see the assurance? You will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. Church, I love you. I love you. But church, you've got to persevere. Anyone can give up. Anyone can leave at this time. Anyone can do that. But it takes faith, hope, and love. Working together to stand your ground. Don't run, don't drift. It will be richly rewarded. Don't throw away your confidence, not now. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't let the questions we don't have answers for rob you of the confidence we have in Jesus. Don't do it, church. Don't do it. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what is promised. Chris has received what is promised. I know we grieve because we miss Him, but don't feel sorry for Chris. Those of you who knew Chris would know this. He he thought he was a bit of a know-it-all. And now he is. The Bible says while we're here on planet Earth, we see in part and we know in part, but there is coming a day where we will see and know in full and Chris has received that day. He is a know-it-all. One of the things I used to hold on to, Lise, is that I was smarter than Chris and I've even lost that now. (laughs) And even in thinking that, I probably was kidding myself, but anyway... Church, I'm not here to be sacrilegious, irreligious. This is us. Here's what we do. We keep it real. Keep it real. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what is promised. In just a little while, just a little while, it feels so long. Feels so. I know, I know, I know, I know. But in just a little while, if this podium represents our lifespan. And this stage represents eternity. That's what Paul is talking about. It's just in a little while. Our 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever years we have on planet Earth, and in christ's case, 39 years, whatever it is for us, whatever the numbers the Lord has ordained for us, it's a little time compared to Eternity. And the longer we go into eternity, we're going to realise what Paul was talking about. Just how little that brief moment in time was that we placed so much emphasis, so much time. We, we, we spend many of our years working so that we can spend the latter part of our lives this little itty bitty part of our life called Retirement where we can go around the country in a caravan. No disrespect if that's your plan, but seriously. <laughs> to, use, to use the small itty bitty space in eternity that we call life and to reduce that itty bitty space to a smaller space called retirement. If that's your goal, it's too small. The writer of Hebrews was not talking about retirement. He was saying, hey, persevere. Because we're going to go on into eternity. And when we've been there 10,000 years, oh, we've got to sing Amazing Grace, least. I don't know if we can make that happen. We've got to sing that. It's a word from the Lord. Did you hear that? It's a word from the Lord. Or just a request from Tony. I don't know. And when we've been there another 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun. Yeah, thank you. I don't know the rest of the words. Some of the older people here, what are the words? And another 10,000 years. And And Paul and the writer of Hebrews say, don't worry about retirement, don't. Do it! Persevere! Don't give up! Oh my gosh! Don't! Do it! No! Oh my gosh! They bought a caravan! Oh! Oh! There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But if that's your goal in life, can I say this, lovely? It's too small. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. No, 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 it's too small. Oh my gosh, they've got a new car to go with the caravan. Oh, this is all over. No, there's a destiny, there's a purpose. No, it's all over. They've got a dog. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They just. They read their Word. They sold the car. They sold the caravan. They gave their dog to the rescue shelter. (laughs) I'm being very kind to all the cat lovers out there. Did you notice I'm saying nothing, Sharon, nothing. (laughs) Nothing about the cats. They're not worth mentioning. That's what I'm saying. Again, sorry, this is us. So, this is us it's what we do we love dogs we hate cats it's who we are no we don't <laughs> just a little while he who is coming he'll come and he will not delay I will not be pleased with Him. But we are not of those, not us. It's not what we do. We're not of those. I don't know what they're doing, but this is us. We don't do that. It's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. We're not like them. We're not like those. Those that shrink back, you're kidding me? Those that shrink back and are destroyed, we're not like those. But we are those that believe. And as a result, we have a confidence in the salvation that we have. And you know what? If you are saving for your retirement and you are planning on going around Australia, can you be the best evangelist missionary going around Australia? Can you share the love of Jesus in Dubbo and Burke and Una, whoop, whoop? Personally, I don't see the attraction, but just me. But if you do, bring Jesus. Take your dog, your cat and Jesus. Not necessarily in that order. And thirdly, we need the band to come up. Unless you need more time to get Amazing Grace ready. Faith believes, hope endures, love gives. Possibly the most well-known portion of Scripture known amongst believers and unbelievers would have to be... would have to be... Even the Simpsons know the answer to this. You ever seen The Simpsons, the little guy in the background holding up a card, John 3.16? You don't because you don't watch Simpsons. It's bad. John 3.16 says, For God so loved. I love that. Again, no full stop. He loved the world. Again, no full stop. I think some of us stop there. I love you. Full stop. No, no, no. Love is what love does. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. It's a comma. God so loved the world that He gave. And what did He give? Heaven's best. The greatest, most extravagant gift that God ever gave to the world was His Son. Let me say it another way. The greatest gift that God ever gave the world was God. God gave God at Christmas. And in that package of God named Jesus, is the hope of humanity. The Saviour of the world. Love gives. The greatest act of love was seen in what He gave. Lisa, where we lack words for you, where we have got nothing to say because we don't know what to say. I want you to know something. You have my love. You have our commitment. You have our support. I don't know if I will get the right words. I don't know if I've said the right words today, but my commitment to you, and I've said this to Danny and Sharon and the family, where I fail in my words and my English language. English wasn't my first language. And the sad thing is, it's my only language. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Where we fail with words, we give you our love, our support, and whatever you need at this time. Are you with me, church? And to the young ones, who are hurting. Who happened to be there on the Oval that day and witness a freak of nature and have to deal with all of that. Where we don't have answers and we don't have cleverness. Sir, so I told you, my English sucks. And we don't have profound things to say. As a church leadership team, I want you to know we make a commitment to you that we will love you through this. Zeke, we'll love you through this, man. As best as we can. If that looks like a game of basketball or wrestling on a couch or playing Xbox Picking up chicks. We've got you back. I'll be your wingman. Come here, come here, come here. You're awesome. Love you. We're opening the cafe tomorrow for you shutting it to the public. Going to lose money. Our treasure is not happy. But you know what? There's no amount of money that can make up for us being here for you at this time. We'll supply pizza. I'm just making this up now. I don't know what you had in mind. I'm just on a roll. Love gives. What would you like? Who would like Krispy Kreme donuts? Today. Who would like pizza? Maybe order half as many pizzas as you do Krispy Kreme donuts. So, pizza so far and Krispy Kreme donuts. That's what we've got. What else? What do you like, Paige? Chocolate. You are a woman, aren't you? You are a woman. I thought she was going to say shoes. It was either going to be shoes or chocolate. She's a woman. Stand up, Paige. This girl says, I'll be a youth leader this year. Welcome to Leadership Girlfriend, what a time to come. Wow, you're awesome, love you. Come here, love you. you. All the best. So, chocolate, (laughs) Krispy Kreme donuts, get this under Pizza, what else, one more thing. Ice cream. Of course. You're a woman, but just a younger one. Yeah, they ice cream. So we've got ice cream, chocolate, pizza, Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm going to be there. I feel to be there for you, I do. I feel to support you at that time. I'm going to be there. I might be in the corner. <laughs> and we're going to have some precious people that are smarter than me and trained in areas that I'm not trained in to help you through this. I would call them counsellors, but I don't like most counsellors. Did I say that out on loud? Sorry. Sorry. We're gonna have some counsellors there for you if you need them. If at this stage you feel you don't need it, it's fine. Maybe the counselling place for you is on the basketball court. Get on the basketball court. But don't lie on a couch saying, what am I doing here? (laughs) But if you need it, we're here for you. You don't have to come of course, but why wouldn't you? Krispy Kreme donuts, chocolate, ice cream, pizza, and your mates, this is us, it's what we do. Good friends, junk food, Jesus. I'm here, I'm there. I promise you this, we will love you and support you and there will be no kale or spinach. If I had a microphone, I would drop it. Sorry, sweetie. Make a kale donut. Make a kale donut, really? Why would, Why, would hey? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Hey, Why would you do that? 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 Give me an answer. I'm dying here. Uh, just for those of you asking the question to yourselves mentally, but you don't have the courage to ask me, these are not my wife's jeans. They're mine. I bought them. <laughs> Oh we've got to stand, come on. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.